Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 6th of April, 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in markets, business, startups, and the rest of it. Huh, Scuddy? Um, how are you today, first of all? Great. Uh, apart from the uh, crappy weather returning to Sydney. But uh, yeah, a bit soggy like the broader market today as well, unfortunately. It was a soggy session, but look, could have been worse. Mm-hmm. When all was said and done, we saw the S&P ASX 200 closing off by well, half a percent. That does erase all the week-to-date gains, though, I will point out. And uh, I look around the region, of course. As we're recording, we do have some markets still trading. Pretty negative. So we did actually outperform, if I can put it that way, when you take the broader region into context. Yeah. And uh, all thanks to the banks. Uh, yeah. They uh, came back with a vengeance. Yeah. Uh, look, this is one of those things the... Uh, you would have thought that the prospect of rate hikes and uh, no potential NIM margin expansion uh, would have been factored in, but obviously it's not because uh, I gather that was probably part of it today and a rotation out of some other parts of the market as well. But the big banks really came roaring home. Uh, that, uh, that saved the bacon today. Yeah, because you couldn't thank the miners, well, except for mineral resources, which of course updated on lithium yesterday. Uh, it was up, but, oh, okay, so Fortescue is flat. Good on you, Fortescue. But, you know, the, the gold roads, the Newcrest Minings, BHP, and I mean, BHP takes such a big chunk out of the market, looking pretty negative. So it's not one-way traffic for the commodities trade. No, not at all. And uh, that was despite uh, those, those losses in the mining sector. Uh, more gains coming through. Coal prices absolutely ripping higher. Iron ore futures in China were ripping higher when I last looked up about 3.5%. Uh, so it does show that uh, sometimes it's a bit of an internal uh, churn that's going on in the, underneath the, uh, the hood of the market, which is driving things rather than the other uh, more macro-orientated parts. Yeah, it was really interesting, though, because you so you know you say coal rising. I just got schooled by Attila Widnell from Navigate Commodities about coke and coal and coke and coal prices and how they're falling like a rock. Um, yeah, so pretty interesting that not everything. He said that that market's becoming very fragmented and you're getting really different pricing structures for the different um, types of coal. Um, so yeah, not a simple story ever when it comes to commodities. If you'd like to listen to that interview, he also gives a pretty detailed breakdown of where he sees the iron ore price headed. Um, and that should be up online now. So yeah, check it out. I, th- I think he's he's a pretty interesting guy and, and a lot of what they do is based on just data, shipping data, etc. So. Yeah, and uh, no, got some pretty good insights. It travels uh, frequently throughout the region and everything else. And when I last spoke to Attila, which wasn't that long ago, he said that a lot of this iron ore price rally was built on hope. Yeah. I hope that what may occur uh, rather than actually anything that's been put in concrete in place. Excuse the pun. So yeah, we'll, um, we'll see. But uh, yeah, yeah, the, it's the thermal coal, which has got the little rocket emergency yeah. next to it at the moment. <laughs> um, okay, not all coals are created equal. This we know. Um, now, energy. We've got energy coming under pressure. We did see oil prices coming off. Uh, but we had an interesting conversation earlier today with Saul Kavanick from Credit Suisse. I know it seems like a long time ago, but yes, Scuddy, that was today. I saw this look kind of go across his face. 
Um, and he was talking about the different scenarios in Europe. And you'll have to go back and take a listen to get all of the finer details. But basically, uh, you know, Woodside Petroleum, he said, is one of those companies, probably the company in the world that is most leveraged to spot LNG prices. And, you know, if if this scenario in Europe plays out as it potentially could, you know, the Woodside could just be will continue to make money hand over fist. Yeah, a uh, big, uh, big dividend pay, maybe an income option uh, for those who are willing to go and take the, uh, the capital risk. And the same can be applied to some of those lithium miners. I never thought I'd say that, but my goodness, what a brave new world we find ourselves in. The point where uh, only, oh geez, probably a couple of months ago, we we're talking about how richly valued those lithium miners are. I saw Kavanick saying, oh yeah, they might be doing massive capital returns to shareholders. Well, there we go. Turn up for the books. Hey, well, you know, I'm name dropping today. And we did have a chat with um, Michael Higgins from Milford Asset Management. He's pretty keen on commodities, pretty keen on, well, he's a small cap investor, but he said, look, they are still looking at some of those those ex- exploratory companies, those that are on the cusp of production as being pretty frothy. So they prefer to play it in those that are actually producing or, you know, on the cusp of producing. So there you go. You can listen to that interview with Michael Higgins. I think it's a clear, concise interview. He gives a few stock picks. Um, and you can do that via the show notes. Uh, also, I see Carl Kaprulinga from Think Markets. You had a chat with him today. What is this? How to, this is the headline, how to avoid eating like a tweety bird and pooping like an elephant. Please explain. How to let your winners ride and uh, cut your losses early. Based on charts, because we got a whole bunch of people listening who love technical analysis. Yeah, some, uh, some big bars, black bars, uh, shadow Ooh, bars. candlesticks. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep a look at that. But uh, yeah, so makes it very simple and uh, show some practical examples in the real world involving, you guessed it, uh, some of those lithium names at the moment. And also maybe a a tale of uh, not chasing things uh, too aggressively after they've run a long way. Uh, I won't give the name away, but uh, there is one in that list as well. You got me, Scotty. I know what I'm doing on the way home. Okay, I can't listen to every single interview when it goes live. Don't, don't look so disappointed. Okay, Polynovo, best performer by percentage. It's up by 5%. It uh, released a trading update, so looking pretty good there. Um, look, other big percentage gainers, at least, were really on no news. I mean, I could say Whitehaven. It's pretty obvious what the news is there. But um, Omni Bridgeway moved throughout the day today. Really any big uh, news associated with that either. And on the losing side of the equation, um, Linus, Magellan Financial, Nickel Mines, um, DeGray's, Resolute Mining. So there you go. All yeah. of those in the commodity section. Yeah, who knows? Maybe some uh, potential... Omni Bridgeway might be some potential changes uh, ahead of the election and things like that. No mm. Policy. Who knows? Uh, Don't know. Yeah, but uh, interesting move. Maybe it's a broker move. Maybe it's another M&A. Yeah, I usually know the broker moves. No, I don't know. We'll, I'll look into it. How about that? I'll keep you updated. But um, the stock of the day uh, was Crown. So uh, Crown came out more troubles in paradise in terms of um, failing to, uh, you know, be doing the right thing, I suppose, if I can just paraphrase it like that, and this time in terms of Chinese payments system. Uh, so that was the stock of the day. Interesting, considering there is a takeover offer on the table. Let's listen in to what our experts had to say. Henry Jennings from Marcus Today, Michael Gable from Fairmont Equity. This is the latest in a litany of bad news. And, of course, the, the big rescuer, the white knight coming over the horizon, of course, is Blackstone with a $13.10 bid for the company. Uh, this will, This is kind of the Hail Mary that all the regulators are praying for, that uh, Blackstone will take it off 
at the hands of the current owners, Mr. Packer included, and clean it up. To me, if you're a holder, well, there's 30 cents left in it. No one else is going to come over the horizon. Yep. The risk is that it'll fall over and they'll be back to 10, 11 bucks. So I'd be taking the money now and moving on to something a bit more exciting. You know, a tough, in, a tough business to, I guess, invest in um, on the ASX because of these problems that continue mm. to crop up. And in, and in the case of Crown, as again, as Henry mentioned, you got you're hanging out for 30 cents or whatever yeah. it is on the current share price. I mean, why do you want to, you know, for 30 cents, for two two and a bit percent, yeah. why why sit there and deal with all these risks? Yeah. And out yeah. there, we've got a you know commodities boom, and there's a lot of other interesting things happening on the market. There's an opportunity cost just sitting in Crown. So there you go. Uh, That's the verdict on Crown. If you'd like to listen to that full episode of The Call, it's available online. Or if you like podcasts, you can listen in this format. The medium is the message. What's the the clause in the Blackstone offer? I think it's the fine of 750 million or cumulative fines of 750 million dollars will allow it to go and break it. So that's that's 100 million potentially down. So 650 million to go. The other way it's been going, <laughs> don't I mean, pull anything out. I think that's why Michael Gable said, you know, holding on for an extra 30 cents is not worth it. Just get out now. Yeah. Anyways, what were run. you writing about today, Scotty? What's on your mind? Uh, just what's been going on. Federal Reserve, just the the language coming through last night. Lyle Brainard, of course, no, soon to be vice chair. Uh, very, very, very hawkish, uh, mm-hmm. particularly around the balance sheet. And that's something that we're going to be talking a lot on this program, probably much to discuss to some people, but uh, that is going to be a really big driving factor. What the Fed is going to do with that vast amount, $9 trillion worth of assets that sit on its balance sheet that it's accumulated as part of its quantitative easing program. And uh, we've seen in prior episodes, and there hasn't been many, but uh, when QT uh, takes place in the States, if you go and speed it up too quickly, uh, it can go and lead to some dislocations in financial markets. We saw that last time. And uh, yeah, the Fed talking about unwinding that aggressively, rapid was uh, was her word. And uh, that is going to be very influential, considering that when you look at where financial conditions sit at the moment, they are still very easy, even with all this hawkish rhetoric. The impact on the housing market is what I'm going to be watching as a lead indicator. If the housing market starts rolling over, the economy will follow next. Yeah. Okay. So I will be watching closely those minutes coming from the FOMC meeting. We were told that it would have detail about that balance sheet wind down. So that will be dictating a lot of the conversation tonight. More Fed speakers as well. And um, yeah, this roller coaster ride that seems to be the oil price, all of the unfolding, you know, devastating often um, pictures and, and news coming out of the war in Ukraine. I mean, I don't know. I like just bothers me that this is just going on and on feels like forever now and it doesn't feel like there's any end in sight and markets have moved past it yeah it, it doesn't surprise me in the slightest it's heartbreaking but the markets i get this sense is are bored with it yeah uh they, they want their new play thing at the moment and right now that's uh that's you know, interest rate hikes are big ones yep. and uh and qt that yep. seems to be the other uh, the area of focus for the time being uh it's terrible that's the reality though yep that's what we're here to report uh look tomorrow we'll be getting analysis on those fomc meetings to kick it off with brian nick chief investment strategist at Naveen. So he comes to us from the US. Tony Crescenzi joining us from PIMCO. That'll be good. And uh, the day goes on. I'll be doing the Global View. Stuart Glickman from CFRA. Actually, I don't know what we'll be talking about yet, but we are, don't forget, on the cusp of US quarterlies. 
So that will start factoring into conversations more and more. Um, yeah, can you believe it? We're back at that that chestnut again. Just aging me, Scotty. It uh, <laughs> it, this, it literally feels like you no know, one week gap, and then all of a sudden it's back onto like the next. Yeah, quarter but the good thing is, is that you know we do get a pulse check in on particularly um, margins. We'll get a, uh, an update on supply chains. Like the the, va- the information coming from it will be very valuable. Also, see if buy- buybacks start to get wound back. Like it'll really give a sense as to where we're headed. Yeah, my, my expectation is that we're probably going to go and see earnings revisions from analysts over the 12 months forward start to go and roll over and actually go negative for the first time in a long time. And that will be a really big test of this market's metal in an environment where we're talking about such aggressive uh, monetary policy uh, reduction. Okay, so that is tomorrow. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's just wrap the day again to reiterate. Look, there was no real economic data on the horizon. A lot of the talk today was about the RBA and the interest rate hike cycle here. You can catch up with any of those various views, including that of the kook online. And uh, yeah, we've yeah. done a number. What? Slam in a 50. Slam <laughs> when, in when, a when 50. When you said that to me, my, my eyes is where my it's out, out, of it's out of character for the, uh, the good old Reserve Bank these days. No, but uh, they've done it in the past. They have they, they, they've, uh, they've, they've been very willing uh, cutters uh, of 50 and even more. I remember when I uh, got to, got the 100 basis point cut right uh, back in the GSC and that uh, very fruitful uh, P&L day. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, whether it's actually done in practicality to go and hike, well, that's going to be mm, interesting. Exactly. All right. So that is where we will leave you. Just seeing some after the market breaking news coming from Ardent Leisure. Look, it is um, entering into a binding agreement with Dave and Buster's. So it's selling main event to Dave and Buster's for 835 million US. Dave and Buster's, you wouldn't know necessarily. It's like a cinema chain. No, it's it's more like a Chuck E. Cheese for adults. Do you know what Chuck E. Cheese is? <laughs> it's like you go and you can play games, and you can have a meal, and and like there's lots of lights and music, and you can cash in the tickets that you get from the games for. Prizes? Does that make any sense at all? I Anyways, I'm going back to like my my late teens, you know, pre being able to go to a bar and drink. I think that like a Dave and Buster's opened in the city, you know, near to us, and we it's, took it's, a couple of. It sounds like a really bad corporate <laughs> work day out. That's sounds <laughs> very American, is what yeah, it sounds exactly, like. Yeah, so yeah. But yeah, it well, was. Good uh, luck to that. I know Barney Green to sell it. Probably a good thing. All right. Have a good night. You too. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.